1: Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. We don't often think of early summer as baking season, and yet I'm willing to bet that many of us think in early summer of biscuits. So in order to get really good ones, you have to bake them. So we're just going to say that now is baking season. These biscuits that we're going to make are a really great complement to a cozy winter meal, but they are also a great accompaniment to a summer barbecue, whether that's barbecued ribs, barbecued chicken, grilled chicken with corn on the cob. It's a really perfect food to have on the side with coleslaw and grilled whatever. Plus, they have cheese in them which I'm betting you're starting to figure out is a frequent thing in the cook-along podcast recipes. These are rosemary cheddar drop biscuits, and the recipe comes from 12 Tomatoes, who in turn got it from a website called yayforfood.com. These are super easy to make. It'll make about 10 biscuits, and it'll take you about 10 minutes to whip them together and another 15 to cook them. This is for anybody. These are not hard to make. They require no expert skills, whatever, because they are drop biscuits. That means we don't roll them. We don't cut them. We just put the dry ingredients in the bowl, add the wet ingredients, stir it up, and drop it onto a baking sheet. Here are your ingredients. Two cups of all-purpose flour, one and a half cups of of sharp cheddar cheese. Now it doesn't have to be sharp, but I really do recommend sharp because while medium cheeses will look pretty still, their orange color will do some nice things in this recipe. They aren't going to taste as good as if you have something that really stands out. I am using Tillamook's Extra Sharp Cheddar today, which is a bright orange. Sometimes I use Trader Joe's Shredded Unexpected Cheddar Cheese, which has become my favorite go-to for anything that needs cheddar cheese on it, because it's really sharp, and I really love it. However, it's white. So if you're making a sauce or something, it's not going to turn orange, and sometimes that's fine. But on these drop biscuits, I decided I really wanted the orange color, so that's what I'm using today. You need a tablespoon of dried rosemary, a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, a tablespoon of baking powder, that's what will help them rise, a teaspoon of granulated sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter of a teaspoon of black pepper, one quarter cup, that's four tablespoons of cold butter, and one cup plus one tablespoon of buttermilk. If you don't have buttermilk, you can try making your own. It may not work quite the same because it won't be as thick, but you put into a container of some sort, put in your whole cup and a tablespoon of milk, and then add a little teaspoon of vinegar or lemon juice. Lemon would probably be better, but they'll both work to curdle that milk into something kind of like buttermilk. Your equipment is a large bowl, a pastry cutter or two forks. And if you don't have those, don't sweat it because your fingers work just as well. A rubber spatula and a large baking sheet. If you want to do these all at one time, you're going to want a pretty big sheet because these are not small biscuits. And then it'd be helpful to have a quarter of a cup measuring cup. And your only do-ahead really is to preheat your oven to 450 degrees unless you are shredding your own cheese, in which case you wanna do that before we start as well. In this case, it would be perfectly fine to use pre-packaged, pre-shredded cheese because we're not looking to have something melt into a smooth liquid or anything where the starch coating that they tend to put on the shredded cheese to keep it from sticking together in the bag is a problem. It's not a problem here. It goes in the dough and it goes on the top and so if you have some shredded kind already don't be afraid to use it. It'll be fine. So let's get started. We start by measuring the flour and we're gonna do that the same way we always do which means you're gonna get a spoon and stir up the flour in the canister till it's nice and fluffy and when it's all fluffy you're gonna spoon it gently into your one cup measure till it's full. And then level that off at the top with the handle of the spoon and pour that into your bowl. And then, of course, do that again for the second cup. We aerate it first because if you get too much flour in these, they're going to get tough and they will not be as light and flaky as we would want them to be. All right, then we're going to add a cup of the shredded cheese. Now this seemed odd to me at first because I think of cheese as part of the wet ingredients of something. But in this case, it goes with the dry stuff. Measure your cup out and dump it right in there in the bowl with the flour. Now we're going to add the tablespoon of dried rosemary, which I hope you have in your house. Everybody should have rosemary in their house. It's such a fragrant kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but kind of a special taste that nothing else can come close to imitating. So it's always good to have it in your house or a bush in your yard that you can just go clip it from. I have both and I love doing both because rosemary just jumps out. It really gives a very specific profile to whatever you're cooking. Put that in the bowl. Your half teaspoon of garlic powder also goes into the bowl a tablespoon of the baking powder goes into the bowl your teaspoon of sugar goes in there as well your half teaspoon of salt goes in there and your quarter of a teaspoon of black pepper it's just all in there in the bowl give a little stir to get everything evenly distributed Now, get your half a stick of cold butter. And what we're gonna do with this, after you get the paper peeled off, is we want little pieces of it. So we're gonna cut it into about tablespoon slices. So it's gonna be about four slices. And then flip that on the flat side and cut that in about three more. And then take that whole pile and cut it in half. Now you have a bunch of little pieces of butter. Just drop them all into the flour. Now this is the point where you're either gonna want your pastry cutter or your two forks or your fingers. I'm gonna use my fingers because for me, It's just easier. The pastry cutter works pretty well, as do the forks, but also the butter just clumps up and gets stuck in the tines. And you end up having to pull the butter out of it and put it back into the flour and push it down. It's just a repetitive thing that's silly because you end up getting the butter all over your hands anyhow. So you might as well just start that way to begin with. So take the butter and make sure that it all gets coated with flour. And then just start squishing it. You want to make it into littler pieces. So kind of rub it between your fingers. Grab it in your fists and just scrunch it. Squeeze it. Knead it. Just sort of make those pieces smaller. It'll take you a few minutes, but less time than you think it's going to. Make those pieces smaller and smaller by squeezing them between our fingers and rubbing our fingers together. Until it starts to look like kind of a crumbly mixture, not like breadcrumbs or graham cracker crumbs, not that small, but say like oatmeal sized pieces, maybe even a little bigger than that. We want to leave some of that butter in sort of smallish lumps. We don't want it mixed in completely because as that butter melts, It will ooze into the dough around it, but it will leave behind it an air pocket when it does that. That's why we have cold butter is to make it hard enough that when it melts, it will leave the spot where it used to sit open. And that's what helps make biscuits flaky and crumbly and buttery and good. So you want that to happen. All right. Mine's already getting here to the point where I think it's almost fine enough a couple more here bits I'm gonna squeeze, but I think that's good. All right, now get your measuring cup and your buttermilk and measure your one cup of buttermilk out and then get your tablespoon and just add another tablespoon of buttermilk to it. It seems like a trifling thing. I don't know why we do that. I didn't do the science on this recipe. Somebody else did that. So I'm just following what they learned when they made it. And then dump that into your bowl of dough. And here's where you want your rubber spatula. You're going to sort of fold that in. You want to be gentle with it. Folding means be gentle when you stir it. And you're scooping along the side and down to the bottom and then sort of turning the bottom up and over the top. We don't want this over stirred or it'll kill the scientific process that the buttermilk is having with the baking powder we put in, which is that they'll react sort of against each other and make each other puff up. (laughs) That is not a scientific definition, but that's sort of what's happening. So we want this so that there's no dry flour anymore, but so that the dough just barely is holding together. And then we can actually finish that with our hands. There we go. All right. All you need now is to be sure your baking sheet is greased and get your one quarter cup measuring cup. It's just easier. You could just guess but it's easier to have a measuring cup. And keep in mind that you're filling it just because you want to get an idea of how much a quarter of a cup is, not because you're trying to mold it or shape it or make it look perfect in any way. These should be craggy and ragged and unshaped. That's kind of the whole point of not having to roll and cut these. Fill your quarter cup measure with dough, maybe a little more than your quarter cup, that's okay. And then turn your quarter cup over onto your baking sheet. You don't need to mess with it or prettify it or do anything with it. It's going to be just fine. And you're just going to keep doing that until your baking sheet is full. And like I said, you should get about 10 of these. They don't need to have any particular designed to them so you can just add little bits of dough if you have a little bit that seems too much just keep doing that until they're all done and on your sheet in little mounds and then come back to me and i will tell you how to finish them up
0: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
1: So now you've got your baking sheet with all these mounds. And here's where you take the other half cup of your shredded cheese and just put many shreds over the top of each biscuit. And of course that's gonna melt and make a sort of cheesy crispy topping for each of your biscuits when you bake it. Divide it as evenly as you can. If you need to grate a little more, oh gosh, how sad to have to add a little more cheese. In other words, don't worry about it. It's not a precise science in any way, shape, or form. Once you have them all topped with cheese shreds, pop them in your preheated oven and bake them for about 12 to 15 minutes. And there you are. You have just baked some really extraordinary, flavorful, savory biscuits. The only way you can go wrong now is if you forget they're in the oven and you leave them in there too long and they burn. So set your timer for the 12 minutes. We always set the timer for the lowest estimated time so you can check on it because you can always add time but you can't take it away. So start at 12 minutes and then add a minute at a time as you need them. They are done when they are golden brown on top. They will be even more golden brown on the bottom And you will love it. And you will be a hero at whatever event you make these for. Take a peek on the Cook Along podcast website for main dishes that could be served with this. I know that's backwards, but it works. You can also find all kinds of fun things in your podcast feed that might inspire you to try something new and different. Tell a friend where you heard this recipe and suggest that they might find some things that they would like on the Cook Along podcast as well. New episodes are released every Saturday. Go enjoy these. And until next time, happy cooking. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cookalong Podcast page or go to Kofi ko-fi.com slash the Cookalong Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.